hear your talk. Hello, everyone. My name is Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Doggy Sweeties. We're longtime friends that discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Through our own lens, which, let's be honest, can be a smorgasbord, often ridiculous, sometimes sassy, at the end of the day, hopefully mildly, slightly sweet. Thanks for being here. We are so pumped to have you listen to our podcast. We are in now episode two. This is season two of Love in Paradise, one of the 90 day spinoffs, honey. This one in a nice warm climate, as opposed to the probably other thought about 90 day spinoffs, Love in Eastern Europe. Love in, oh yeah, no, they got to do it all. No, I refuse to watch Love in Eastern Europe. I think you'd watch it. Male or bride situations and all the things you wouldn't. Of course you would. It's. Can I be honest? Some of the best couples we've had has included an Eastern European woman. So if there really was, I don't know, anyone listening to this that can make my dreams come true, my paradise, honey, Eastern Europe for these people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, sure. Is a baby more expensive than a suit? See. So then how are you planning on doing the things that you want to do? Buy less suits. Uh, Interesting, interesting. (laughs) Es un bebe más caro que un treja? That's horrible Spanish, but it's like some version of that. Listen, Daniela, honey, has learned Spanish already great for her, better than me. And she operates mostly, as we've said, in like a working present tense where she is doing the Lord's work because we know people, especially the Americans, like often don't learn like their language at all. So again, good on her, but you know, it sounds like a teacher. Every time she speaks in Spanish, it sounds like a teacher is like giving me Spanish. So my loves, let's go to our first couple, which I mean, I've already talked about since I already started talking and we already know how audio works. And two... Daniela and Johan. So let's talk about it. Daniela, as we know, has talked about the fact that she's a spiritual woman, honey. She is of the faith of Ifa, and she has a mentor, a gentleman, honey, who leads her on her voyage in the spiritual world. Baba is his name, which is also in Arabic means dad and probably other languages. Oh. That's interesting. Hmm. So, yeah, so she is all bundled up in her knit sweater slash shawl situation. Mm-hmm. And she gets to Baba's house. And it's Baba and another woman who they don't ever mention what this woman's name is. And she wants to get a reading about how her time will be in the Dominican Republic. She wants to let them know what she's planning so that they can help her out. And so she tells Baba, and he's quite shocked that she's going to go to the Dominican Republic and get married, but they shake some nuts. Oh yeah. He has this whole thing. Well, let me figure it out, honey. Like if you need some clarity, you came to the right place. It's me. It's about the time. So he has his nuts, honey. He's shaking his nuts. And that means something. And there's ooing and aahing over those nuts, honey. And then he takes a chain, takes out the chain, like a little, you know, throws, throws the chain on the ground, lands means something, picks it up, throws it on the ground, means something else, picks it up. There's oohs, there's ahs. And then he looks right at the woman that's not Daniela, but the mentor, she's like another mentor, whatever, and is like, oh, he flirts. He's a womanizer. Oh, God, I see it. These chains hit the ground in such a way, and I knew the way they crossed. 
that he is knee deep in as much foreign pee as he possibly can be, honey. You know, the ocean isn't as deep as what he's been marinating in. I'm telling you that man is a womanizer. I mean, Brittany, womanizer, woman, womanizer, you womanizer. That's what Baba says to that man. The song comes on. We all heard it. Yeah. What man? Baba. Oh, I thought you said that's what Baba says to that man. So here's, here's the thing. So Baba shook the dice and said, what would I know to be true about a young man who works at a resort? (laughs) And he says the thing that any young man that works at a resort where American women frequent, and that is that he flirts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that there is tension with someone Some, either trying to court him or an ex. So really just either anyone. <laughs> and then he's a womanizer. Yeah. That's what so she- then she's, so then he's like, she's like, Oh, okay. And then he's like, you know, to help with this, to really create some roots and some growth in your relationship, you should plant a banana tree. Now, when he first said that, I was like, oh, because the banana is like super phallic, right? Like it's, he wants him to plant his peony, his banana, right in her pot, her garden nook, you know, her planter box. He wants to plant the banana tree in the planter box and have it stay there, honey, with firm roots growing in the earth. You can't just rip out a banana tree. Sure, you can take a fruit every, every now and then, which I guess ruins the metaphor because literally the fruit is what I'm talking about, which are the peonies. Another thing he said, no more nuts for you. She's like, oh, I love what? butter. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I literally spend, I end every night with a spoon of peanut butter, a peanut butter spoon. Yeah, I can't get, he's like, no, 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 just just do another Different nut. nut. There's almond butter. Just not peanuts. And she's like, okay, I guess almond and cashew, the most expensive nuts is yeah. what I will do. Fine. She said, he says that <laughs> she needs to... She needs to get some eggs and some fruits and give some sacrifices while she's in the DR. And so she takes that information and goes to the Dominican Republic with it. Yeah, she absolutely does. And she is armed with, you know, the naysays of her friends. She's armed now with Baba's chain reaction. <laughs> chain reaction. <gasps> it's his chain reactions. Yeah. Or yeah. Baba's say chain again. Chain. Gang. Oh, hmm. God bless, God bless, God bless. The woman's face, you know, LOL to me is just the woman's face that agreed with him so fast when he said womanizer. He literally threw that necklace down, looked at the non Daniela woman, was like, he's a womanizer. And that non Daniela was like, oh, I see it. I don't. I I mean, literally, I can, it's the first thing I saw, honey. The way that nut turned and and landed ass up means that he is a womanizer. He's not. Ace ass face down ass up. That's, yeah, that and that's like, how that's he likes the way to be. I like to every night. Yeah. So listen, she goes back, you know, to Jamaica. Is where he is? Dominican Republic. God damn it. Here's the thing, it's too hard for me. And I'm sorry. Okay, Dominican Republic. I gotta write down which one they're from. Anyway, um, um do you know that Johan speaks Spanish? Yes. Okay, do you know that he's oh, black? Oh, yes. So where would a black man who speaks Spanish from well, I only know right I, in this moment? Like not Jamaica. DR. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it is? Okay, yeah, Jamaica, they they only speak English. So there is, it's so if you, right? Yeah. 
don't know. So yeah, if you if you speak Spanish, you probably don't live in Jamaica. Is that what you're asking? I mean, yeah, you could, but like, yes. Oh God. Um, listen, I'll get wise or whatever. I'm not saying this podcast is not like me being like a a great person that has studied the world or whatever. This podcast is me being dumb and just like babbling. And I'm sorry about it. But anyway, moving on. Honey, she gets her man, they get to the airport, you know, like they run up and hug and she does the familiar thing she does, which is what, you know, I'm so jealous for her. God bless. She just like runs at him. She jumps on him, honey, like a little monkey, like arms, legs, you know, she's so small. He can't like pick her up any other way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can pick her up, but like, there's no way to kiss her. Yeah. You know, so jumps on great for her. And uh, they get back to the hotel room that she's paying for, (laughs) that she's paying for all of it. And it's gorgeous, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But not good enough for her. She has to smudge the place, honey. And not with like Lysol, like, you know, COVID style, but with honey, that's sage. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know who's been in that room. She doesn't know where he's been. So she sages the room and she sages him. Mm -hmm. And a little his banana. And puts out some crystals so that she can provide a positive energy into the room because they're going to have a baby. But then what happens? Oh my gosh, she drops it. Oh no, honey, no. She drops her rose quartz, which I have here. It's so small, but oh my God, her love crystal, honey. You know what this is supposed to represent? Everything. But like, no, like your relationship, your love, like this is it, honey. Like this is, it's like attracting whatever it is. It's like bringing it to you. It's like holding it, you know, like it's the universe telling you different things. So literally the moment they get into that hotel, the moment she smudges and supposed to get the bad to do out, that rose quartz falls from her hand and cracks. cracks. And he's like, what is that bad? And you see her face and behind those very intense eyelash extensions. She knows what happened. Yeah. It's an omen for a bad and cracked foundation. She knows. And so, you know, she's still out on faith right now, but she wants to take the signs into consideration, but she is silly. So is not going to, he says that he doesn't truly understand her religion. He thought she was a witch at first. <laughs> and the truth is, is like, there's nothing, uh, I don't know why he still doesn't think she's a witch. Like, you know, basically what she's doing is witchcraft. Like, it, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, he has somehow accepted it. Molly, we, poor, poor Molly got accused of being a witch, honey. And all she had was an owl. This yeah. woman is full witch. Full bruja. And <laughs> he's been okay with it. He's like, whatever Daniela needs to do in order to get us to join together and have a baby, I'm down to do it. And so she's anticipating having sex with him. And she says that, you know, we already know that he has a baby arm. He has a big, big penis. Penis. Mm -hmm. And so she kicks out the camera crew and Mm -hmm. they do the do. Then the next morning we have them having a conversation just about how tired she is. (sighs) Daniela, well... Give any other crystals in there, honey? Some yeah. energizing crystals? Because you, this is night one. So basically, then they go and have a dinner. She's paying for everything. So like, can you imagine, like, in the, like they, you know, at a resort, there's like no food to be had. Like, she's paying for all of it. And she knows it. And at the same time, she's told herself that their sexual connection is a spiritual connection. And so she's lied to herself there. But she also... And this is where it gets crazy. She wants to not be lying to herself. Yeah. And the way in which she feels like it's real is if he is giving her money. 
like the same amount of money that a man would be giving her in America if she was dating someone that was more her age and less hot and, you know, like was not a hot young hotel worker. You know, I think it's interesting that there are women who date men who are poor and then get frustrated. <laughs> yeah. <with them> poor. <laughs> I know. Like there, I just like you date, you picked a poor man and now you want him to pay for things. So they sit down to have dinner and she's like, so you want to have kids? Cause the, the sex that they had last night was a sex that was supposed to have a child, the yield a child. Breed it. Because, they, breed, they breed it. Yeah. She did like, she lit candles. She did a prayer. She had, the she roast. does like a headstand afterward, honey. And then she just like lets it all just yeah. slide down. Mm-hmm. She yeah. did the whole thing. And so she asks him like, where does he want to live? And he says, I want to live here and there. Both. And she's like, okay, well, that requires money. And then she's like, okay, well, what about your suit? Have you gotten your suit yet? And he's like, oh, no, I put the deposit, but I I need the rest of the money. And then in her confessional, she tells us that his wedding suit is $113. And she has already given him the deposit, I guess, with the expectation or the hope that this poor man would pay for the rest of the suit. And Johan has no intentions on paying for the rest of the suit. Mm-mm. He's basically is like, well, if you want the suit to be worn, you then you would pay for it. And so she's like confused, so confused that she puts, she stops trying to speak Spanish and brings out her translation app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uses terminology while talking to the trans. Like, if you want this, you're going to have to handle that. And I say, girl, that's not going to translate that correctly. Yeah. Like, handle that is a is a, you know, colloquial or idiom type way of saying it. And so she's frustrated while they're eating this delicious looking, like what must be paella or some kind of seafood delight. You can have that. And it's just like frustrated because he's not truly understanding her subliminal messages to him that he needs to start paying for things. And he even says to us that he doesn't make a lot of money. He may work in a fancy hotel, but he doesn't make a lot of money. And whatever money he does get, he sends home to his family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that money that he does get went for her rinky dinky ring. And that is it. Mm -hmm. Anything else is going to be her having to pay for it because she's the American with the money. And so his plan is to eventually come to the U S with her and make money, but send um, bulk of that money back to his parents as well. Oh yeah. I think the deposit for the suit probably went to his parents too. You know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a reason why he put that dollar sign, you know, mm-hmm. on his self. And he, she is trying so hard to be like, we're a real couple, right? One where it's like 50, 50 or, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you like could do more, you know, like, absolutely not. He's like, Oh no. Like I'm your kept man. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't see this. You're, this is what you're getting. You picked this for a reason. You could go back to America and get anonymous. You've yeah. been living in America the whole time with all your father figure husbands and yeah. father figure people in your life that for some reason wasn't it for you. you yeah. Know? And what comes with this is you paying for everything. Yeah. And my parents. Yeah. So that's it for them this episode. But yeah. it's a lot that happens and it's very frustrating. Okay. So let's move on to Frankie and Gabby Abby, honey. That mm-hmm. Gabby and that Abby. Mm-hmm. So as we know, after only spending five days together, Frankie has fallen in love with Abby, the placebo of the bisexual couple and to me, and they have been plotting their runaway 
running runaway love affair together mm-hmm, just where mm-hmm. gabby's gonna be left honey just painting on a beautiful beach somewhere and uh, frankie wants to take his cousin rodney who we've seen in, in different pictures and also rodney is one of the reasons why he got to even meet these ladies because it's through rodney's friend honey so rodney is in the thick of it in this exotic trio if you will yep. into the thick of it mm-hmm. so they're going hunting shopping you know for abby and i'm going to tell you right now that I really liked the ring. It's like this kind of drapey. It almost looked like a finger necklace ring where the draping of the ring looked like a necklace that you would see on like a chest. For the people watching the stream, I am making a gesture so you understand what I'm saying. And for the people listening to this podcast, use your mind. Yeah, I actually look at the ring every time and think like that ring is too... Bloody big for her finger. Like oh, this is yeah. she's a small, like little bird fingered individual, and that ring is too big for her. And so while they're sitting there talking, looking at rings, Frankie tells Rodney about him and Abby's plan for mm-hmm. Gabby. Mm-hmm. And Rodney's like, So so y'all just gonna tell Gabby that y'all running off in the sunset together and leaving her behind? And yeah, Frankie's like, Oh no, 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 no. Did you hear the part where I don't speak Spanish? So no, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it. Abby will. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, I deserve this. I deserve this. I feel, you know, I feel like it's my time to be happy. And so this is what's going to happen. And hopefully Abby says yes to our proposal, but definitely she's coming back to the U.S. with me. And Rodney's like, bro, you don't see how that don't make no sense. And what y'all doing is real messed up. And Frankie is just like, I deserve to be happy. And so now this is the second group or second person who has told Frankie that what him and Abby are about to do is trife life to the full max. And so he's now, uh, he feels some kind of way about it. You can see it in the actual show, but he's just like still going to go ahead and buy this ring and, and do whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. He also has an accent, if you will, like the way his accent comes out is also really, really subtle in such a way. It's like that like Southern drawl or whatever. I think he's in Memphis or Nashville. I think it was Nashville. I, I think it's interesting that Rodney has its reaction because Rodney's one of the only people that knows Gabby, like has seen Gabby's face. So mm-hmm. like, I think that Frankie would like to like not remember what Gabby looks like so that he can just think of Abby and his like love of his life and just like what that is. But, you know, they spent that 24 hours in that pool together and in that shower together. Yeah. But at the same day, I also feel like Frankie feels maybe like, eh, Abby's been waiting to get married. So this is what it's supposed to be. So whatever. Maybe they're just like, eh, they're in a casual relationship where they like hook up with other people. And, it's, you know, this is what love is. And this is soulmate experience because you really can tell yourself that you are a soulmate with someone and that will excuse the barrage of red flags or not great things or anything involved in that situation. And that's why we see a lot of people do it in life and on the show. Anytime you hear, but this is what the Lord wants. Jesus wants it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a spiritual connection. This is what, you know, this is other, whatever it is. I was called to this. We get along so well. It was weird that this thing happened. They just came out of nowhere and I've been praying for this. I deserve this. You know, I'm, this is my chance to be happy. Whenever those things 
come out of your mouth. You know that you're only saying them mm-hmm. because there are red flags abound and aplenty. Like you don't say that when things are just going well and you're just new and excited and you're just like moving forward with no real obstacles. You only say like, this is my turn. And I feel a spiritual connection when other things are just not right. Yeah, because it's almost like a little chess game that's happening in your mind. And you use those lo- those phrases we're saying as your checkmate to try and quell the like, this is the best idea. No, it's a soulmate connection. And that's why it feels kind of bad, but also sometimes good, but also bad and dangerous. You know, the danger, the feeling that maybe something isn't right can be confused with excitement and or pleasure that's like sometimes sexual everything is dangerous and everything is mysterious and everything like makes hormones fly you and know depending on what kind of, of religion or religious christian person you are you might say you know what mm-hmm. i think that this is the truth because i fasted and i prayed and god put it in my heart meaning that you're like i starved myself and i wished really hard and then I thought about it. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. 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 And I'm really hungry. Um, yeah. For it. For it and for actual food. And now I'm hallucinating <laughs> because of that. Like I just, you know, so. So yeah. So they, the girls then have a conversation and it's happening by a seaside and they're just discussing the relationship with Frankie. But you know, it's interesting because I sometimes wonder what at this moment Gabby thinks that like she's on a talkie series about the Ropples and that's weird. Like she doesn't really know this guy, but the, her girlfriend talks to him sometimes. And so, you know what she Gabby has to thinks? Have, what? Gabby thinks in abstract. Anybody who has <laughs> dreads in the back and oh, I, flat I, iron I, hair in the front. No, it's a whole world. Is on a different plane of existence and thought patterns in me. I will never be able to get into Gabby's head. I don't know if she's some kind of fashion forward maven with this hairstyle or if she's just lazy. I don't know what it is. Oh, I think she's an artistic older lesbian who paints with eccentric style, you know, and because she does feel like definitely older than Abby. And I think that she feels somewhat evolved in her thinking and therefore somewhat free flowing and things yeah, I'm, because I probably her, she thinks she's intuitive and yet we see in this next scene like or yeah with her situation with Abby that she does not see anything coming yeah her and Abby have been having threesomes for if they've been together for 10 plus years let's say they've been having threesomes with strangers for the last four mm-hmm. you know if we're being conservative and so like this is the she talks about the fact that you know, she is excited to meet Frankie, but like, but also like kind of doesn't care. And like, uh, only because <laughs> Abby is excited about it. Right. And Abby feels like while she loves Gabby, that things have changed. And Gabby is working all the time. She concentrates on her work very much and doesn't really care about Abby's feelings. So here comes Frankie, who is giving all the attention. Giving Abby all of the attention that she's ever wanted that Gabby doesn't give. Can you imagine how much Frankie texts in a day? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, that man is a, he is a customer service representative. And so I feel like that means that he talks on the phone a lot, right? It feels like maybe he has a headset and like, you know, there's a, maybe there's a call center. And I just feel like this man has filled his time 
and his heart with the interactions of an Abby. It is emojis. It is nice to see you, my love. It's pictures. It's her sweet face. And it's just like all encompassing for him. And I also wonder, and I wish that it would ask if he has given her money, if he sends them money at all, if it's for both of them, if it's for Mm. her, I don't understand. I would Mm. like to know. But yeah, Gabby in this conversation is also just like, it's weird because, you know, I don't really, uh, you know, I don't really speak Spanish. And Abby's like, yeah, I see. So it's sometimes a little awkward because sometimes I feel like you're getting mad at me because you think that I'm not translating what he's saying, right? (laughs) So crazy when you get mad at me about not translating what he's saying. And he's, he's always just saying how lovely you are yeah. to me. So Gabby feels like <laughs> a little behind because she doesn't speak very much English. In fact, none. And that when Frankie does call, she's like, doesn't know what's happening. And Gabby is like, just chitty chatting (laughs) back and forth. And so she is a little bit worried that they're having conversations without her. (laughs) I would be worried too. And then we get this final piece of information at the end of the episode, which is what Abby wants. Cause we know what Gabby wants, which is just to continue their like fun lifestyle of living in paradise. And then just like whatever person comes around that they both want to bone, they bone until that person falls in love with one of them and they just cast them aside. They'll be together forever. And you know, like men be damned. Mm -hmm. And Frankie is like, Oh, I'm going to come marry Abby. And here's the ring. And like F Gabby. And I don't know Gabby. And I don't know her. You know what I'm saying? Like Mariah Carey. But Abby feels (laughs) like she wants to go to the United States marry and live with Frankie and then figure out a way to get Gabby to come to the U S these three people have very different, but only slightly different ideas about how this relationship is going to work. But those slight differences are huge. And so really have they actually spoken about it? Has Gabby has Abby and Frankie actually spoken about what it is that they want? Because Frankie don't want Gabby. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Frankie don't want Gabby. We don't know. Gabby don't want Frankie. How Abby's true heart lies. Is it 50-50? Is it 60-40? Is it I really want to go to America and I like Gabby? Is it I really want to go to America, but I would feel guilty AF if I left Gabby who I've been with for 10 plus years for Frankie. And so in order to make me feel better, I'll just keep both of them, even though it'll be hard to get the, it'll be hard to get Gabby to the U S Gabby probably has no interest in coming to the U S no, she wants to sit in paradise and paint. Why wouldn't she? I mean, like she's happy with her yeah. hair, everything, you know, she she's loves made every choice she's made. She's super proud of yeah. like where she's from. She loves being an artist. There's no reason for her to go to the U.S. just to chase after Abby. I wonder what their pasts are of men falling in love with one of them, because I think what Abby's doing is super shady. And I bet you anything that there's already been a situation where, where one of the men who fell in love fell in love with Abby and Abby was shady about it. Like she's, she's already like told a man that she was like, maybe going to leave Gabby. Like she, there's no loyalty with her. Like the fact that she's doing what she's doing to the woman in her life that she's been for with for 10 months uh, for a man that she's met five days is bananas to me. And as young and cute as she is, and she can shave the side of her head, like if she wants like one side and like 
listen, I get it. God bless you. But what you're doing is shady. Mm-hmm. 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 So at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. And we see how some people and their sexual openness can be, you know, can, you know, can, can draw lines for people and people have the boundaries of what they want to do. And that brings us also to Carlos and Valentine, which of course, Carlos uh, does not want to be in a polyamorous situation. Valentine very much would like it. And thusly we have conflicting desires conflicting yeah. stories in their mind carlos and valentine honey we pick up and valentine is gonna get his butt to columbia columbia valentine is getting ready and his someone is coming sister, sister. or friend oh sister yeah is coming to his house to pick him up and chris made mention that it is the sweetest phone call we've ever heard i don't know it's not so cute because you know what i hate picking people up to bring them to the airport could you imagine like it's really horrible but this woman was asked to do so and granted yes to be on a television show and so i'm sure she was very excited but at the same time like she was like yeah i'll show up and then then she comes she was like hey you're right to go meet your love of your life is here let's go you know like if it was me picking someone from the airport like no offense even you i'd just be like i'm here wow <laughs> That is good to know. Yeah, you don't ask very, me. Don't ask me to do it. Yeah, I'll ask my dad. He loves me. Good. He loves me and he recognizes my value and he knows that it would just make me so much comfortable if somebody would pick me up from the airport. Um, I'll pick you up, but don't expect me to be like, excuse me, princess, your, you know, chariot awaits, chariot awaits with, you know, a plush sheepskin seating arrangement and also a pillow. All right, so he's getting ready. He's got some presents for Carlos. He's got matching slippers, and he takes his bag downstairs. He gets in the car with his sister, who still thinks it's crazy that he's even going to think about proposing to Carlos. And they start talking about like how it's going to be, what they're going to sexually. We get a, like everyone can't wait to be like again. Let's talk about that sexual stuff again, because like, they're like, wait, so tell me again how you aren't going to maybe what do we what are you going to do in bed again? Like, could you imagine it's like every time you talk to like your brother, you're just like, so what are you going to do in bed with the person that you're about to meet? Like, how, tell me every moment of like how you're going to make that work for you guys. No, I can't imagine at all. <laughs> I also can't imagine having a conversation with a friend where he tells me that he can't wait to see his boyfriend's pretty feet so that he can lick them. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of foot fetish people in this world, and um, I don't need to know. That's what it is. And there's a lot of foot fetish people in this world, and I don't need to know about your foot fetish because I feel like I have what must be the opposite of one. Uh, f- yeah, foot fear. Yeah, I have a foot fear. Hide your toes. Uh, <laughs> don't put them in my face. Don't touch I hate me with them. them. Wash your feet if ever you get home and you've been walking around in sandals. Like I, feet are just gross to me. Especially men's feet. There's One. nothing on God's earth uglier or grosser or shouldn't be seen more than <laughs> men's feet. I think they are hideous. I think they're little monsters. And I don't understand why they're so <laughs> prevalent in this world. Like, it's so funny that we like are like a society where like, we don't want to look at women's breasts. Please cover your breasts, ladies. When I'm like, I'm sorry, breasts are beautiful. I'm saying that I have big boobies. I don't even want to be in this world without a bra. Like, I don't want to run around my boobs. Like, just like, it's too hard. I can't even sleep with them. But I'm just saying, I'd rather in this world, look at everyone's boobs, all of them across the way, everyone's boobs. Then if you told me I will never have to see a man's foot again, once, <laughs> once a person, once a person like gets out of toddler phase, you know, like rarely, like maybe like 
four, five, like I never want to see your foot You're again. You're going to make your sons wear socks all the time? Yes. As you were saying, Valentine and his sister are talking about more sex and Valentine's like, it doesn't make a difference if, honey, if we can't penetrate, if he's Activo and I'm Activo, because I'll tell you one thing I can do is get on those pretty feet, honey. I love a pretty feet. That man has pretty feet. I love his feet. I love his hair. I love his mustache. I love his butt. I love his feet. Up and down. So his sister's like, oh, okay, great. And then they drive. So basically, let's talk about the fact that they see each other for the first time now. Again, they've never met. And it's always like a situation where you've never met. Like, do you look like each other the way you thought? And are you still attracted to each other? And how is that? And here comes Valentine. Now he, besides the slippers, honey, actually also bought a full panda in like plastic wrap, like cellophane, honey. Like, you know, he did it with a tie. There's a bow. And he is holding this panda in his luggage through this airport. You know what's interesting to me is what? that there are people in this world who have a favorite animal or creature. And they are the type of people who enjoy receiving items that are that favorite animal, creature, or Disney character, or just a, your mascot, okay? <laughs> and I am not one of those people. Some people are like, oh my God, I love dolphins. And they just have like random dolphin things around their house. They're like, oh, I love turtles. Or like, oh, I love this. I was never one of those little girls. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm wondering if the conversation between Valentine and Carlos was like, what's your favorite thing? And he's like, a panda. I really love panda bears. I think they're so cute. And so he's like, okay. And so he brings a whole panda to, to the airport. And then they share the most passionate kiss oh. That we've seen on TV in a while. Yeah, honey. I don't know if you're watching. There's nothing like, there's nothing romantic on TV right now. There's nothing. We've, we've not, on 90 day history, we have never seen an airport kiss with such passion and with such, oh, who, who are you guys into it as much as this? There was that kind of ruffling of the face right here as if you are intensely kissing. There was a slight bite of the lip you could see the tongue just the slightest in and out nothing too crazy but also a hello honey it was a hello it was yeah. it was a hello i mean i was so happy valentine was like so and he's like no one's ever kissed me like that i've like never had a kiss like that and i clocked it and i was like i felt like i was being kissed in that moment a little bit yeah i wonder if the feeling went straight down to his pee, pee i wonder if they're both were just like a little bit wrecked oh. at them at that at oh that. yes because you know carlos is really concerned he's in the closet and he's a closeted person who mm -hmm. made mm -hmm. out with his boyfriend in public and after that that is the sweetest we see carlos be for the rest of the episode he mm -hmm. got that kiss and it felt great and then he immediately went into guilt mode and then started becoming the toppiest of the tops, the Activo, the active Activo. Mm -hmm. And they go to get the car that Valentine has reserved. He reserved, for some reason, a stick shift. I don't know how you make that mistake. He was like, oh, automatic? Oh, thank God. Have you ever, do you know how to drive stick? No. Yeah, either do I. But one time I went to France and my friend Danny, who like, I, God bless, rented a car, was like, I'll drive. And I was like, Danny, it's stick. She's like, I know. And this girl got in that car, honey, as if it was automatic, which is like, dee, 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 and just like drove us. And I was driving in France and she also spoke, spoke perfect French and she got us. I never knew either one about her. Yeah. Okay. So basically, as we know, they are dominant top men. They are Activo. And in this car ride to 
Carlos's house, honey, they demonstrate it. Like, you know, like there is no like submission behavior. The reason why Valentine gets a car is because Carlos only has a motorcycle and Valentine is not with that. He's like, no, 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 I'm not getting in the back of your bike. I'm just going to get a car. I accidentally got a manual and, you know, fix it. Get me a, get one, give me an automatic. <laughs> He's like, I got to learn to drive this car. Okay. We haven't ever talked about this. And this is episode two. Valentine's hairline is, is a choice. Okay. And I stared at it for so long to just be like, Oh, like, wow. <laughs> because it's like he, okay. So he has taken this hair like an inch off. Like it, he's shaved describe this. It, describe it. So he has shaved the one inch above his ear, his whole side burn off that area gone. Okay. And then what he has, of course, is his hairline that has like a square up and then a Teresa Dudice-esque forehead. What's the opposite? Let me just say the opposite of a receding hairline. It's a, a hairline that's like four and charges ahead at you. You know, like it's a charges a forehead ahead at you. And the fact that he has no sideburns, is the craziest thing. And Chris brought that out to me because I couldn't understand exactly what was happening. Yeah, why? And she's like, he has no sideburns. It's like he like wanted to be one of the three stooges and took that as slight inspiration. So it was like a bowl cut from the front. That actually and, fades into nothing in the back. Yeah, it's like he's just like, it's, it's like he had waves that were going forward and he just let them go super forward and get real thick. Yeah. And it's thickest. And it's like maybe it's because he thinks his for and the th truth is is that I seen a picture of him on Instagram when he shaved his head and then he has his natural hairline. So this is all really for no bloody reason. <laughs> he's cute in the sense of like when he wears hats, he's cute. Like his style is like not bad. This hair is just like I've never seen anyone else wear it, I guess. So if it's a style, I just don't know about it. It's just so interesting. And again, I was just stared at it so long being like, what are the specific aspects of it that I find so compelling? And the fact that he has no, that he shaved a, an inch or two above his ear, all the way sideburn gone and into this thick in the front, gone in the back, what looks like a dark toupee just sitting on his head is just like, and he wears hats on top of it too. It's just like, what? Oh my God. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, listen, we, there takes all time to make a world. So moving on. Don't even worry. We're driving. And yeah. <laughs> Carlos is trying to tell him how to drive. And Valentine can't do it. Valentine no. is scared to drive too fast. He doesn't understand. He wants to understand why Columbia is the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And instead of him just taking the information that Valentine is giving him and just moving forward because of that, he does the American thing where he just judges everything that's in front of him while driving 25 miles an hour. And also driving the middle of what he thinks is a lane when I think it's like probably like three lanes. You know what I'm saying? There's like three lanes cars could go and he's kind of like right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Carlos is getting frustrated and he's like, I'm telling you how to drive and you got to listen to me because I'm the person. And Valentine's just like, I don't understand why things aren't the way that I, I'm used to them being. And I'm still going to drive slow because I rented this car and I can't get into a car accident. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to get into a car accident because you're pushing me forward. Mm -hmm. And so this is making Carlos upset. At some point you would think Carlos would just like be like, okay, well, I guess this is what it is. But Carlos is trying to just, I mean, he, at some point at the, the end of their drive, he's like, go straight and park there right there. 
And Valentine's is like, oh, okay, up here. And he's like, I just said it. You see where my finger is pointing? And Valentine's like, well, no, I don't understand what you're saying, which is why I repeated myself and asked you again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we start to see that Carlos is uh, just a little neurotic. A little neurotic. And we, we, we can, I mean, the, the last part of this scene is just... They get into the apartment. Mm -hmm. and Now, he has decorated this apartment. So there's this bienvenido, you know, there's this apartment has like a bachelor charm. It's kind of like modern. There's a modern, like in the entryway, a mirror piece that looks like thought, thoughtful, a thoughtful, considerate piece. Right away, though, card table with a plastic, you know, mat over it, the bienvenido and a chilled bottle of something just sitting there yeah so valentine's goes to break open the bottle and he tries to do like the pop crazy pop thing where it like shoots don't out. ever do that by the way you know it's the worst thing possible it's very dangerous i'm just saying i'm so sorry just because you know i went to like sommelier school every time you see anyone try and pop a champagne bottle don't ever do it it's very dangerous every time you open champagne it's like under pressure like literally under like six tons of pressure and you can literally pop out and get someone's eye out so always very very carefully when you pop champagne get either a towel or something and slowly slowly twist it and then truly if you go to like a good sommelier the amount of sound that should come out of a pop champagne is what's considered an angel's fart so but valentine doesn't know that because valentine is, doesn't even drink so he's like i wanted to like shoot it out when it's no you shouldn't do that Sorry. yeah so Carlos stops him from doing that. They open the bottle and Valentine is like, I don't even know what this is saying, but I've already told this man after a year and a half of dating him that I don't drink alcohol. And so it obviously must not be alcohol. Maybe it's some kind of like Martinelli, something or other. So they pour that he pours it poorly, but they drink it. It has so much bubbles at the top and he takes one sip and he's like, Oh, are you sure this is an alcohol? And Carlos is like, no, it is alcohol. And he's like, well, I, I thought I just told you I don't, I thought I told you I don't drink. And he's like, well, it's a special occasion. He's like, no, I don't drink. And so in the confessional, Carlos says, I told, he told me he didn't drink, but I took that as he doesn't get drunk. So I didn't, didn't know to the extent of which he does not consume alcohol. And so that's what he says in his confessional. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is after a while of him having time to think. Mm -hmm. But what he actually says to Valentine, I find to be very just steamroller and red flaggy and crazy. It was crazy. So, so basically Valentine, having had that moment, pulls him to the side and he's like, no, just, I don't drink, period. Because my grandmother would throw people out of the house. I would grow, I, when I grew up with my grandmother, there'd be drunk people around and I hated it and she hated it and she would throw people out of the house. And so when alcohol and that behavior, the smell of it, and truly when he had this, you know, sip of alcohol, he was like, oh, I feel it going to my body. Like he has an aversion to it, like obviously deep seated. He's trying to explain it because as he realizes, Carlos didn't get it. Carlos obviously did not understand when this man said I don't drink alcohol. So he's like, let me, let's talk about the fact that I don't drink it. And this is what, and as he's trying to explain why. Carlos then says, wait a minute. No, I understand. So what you're saying is that you wanted to explain to me the reason why you feel the way you feel 
when the truth is, is that I was trying to make a special occasion for you and you are ungrateful and now you're making me uncomfortable because you want to communicate to me your little family story about why you don't drink. Like you don't need to explain all of this to me. Okay. You just have to swallow what I gave you as what you're feeling going down your throat. What you actually hate. God bless. Yes. And stop swallow being it. dramatic Yeah. because I'm trying to make a special moment because we don't really know each other. So anything that I do that's wrong, even though I had the information should be forgiven and should not be spoken about. Mm-hmm. And even in that Valentine is very patient. And I said, this is a consummate HR professional <laughs> because he is able to put himself in your position Take a moment, explain to you why he feels the way he feels. And instead of you being able to see the emotional intelligence that this man has and how y'all could end up having a decent relationship, you choose to see that moment as a negative because you are so repressed, possibly narcissistic, and so consumed about how you're feeling, how nervous you are about having to host him. And the truth is, and this this is my thought, is because Carlos is closeted, there's a whole part of his life that he is not leading, leading to the fullest extent. And so he's angry. He's angry and he's just worried about himself. He's angry and selfish right now. And it just was the most responsible. And then even, I mean, if, if, listen, I was telling Chris that if that were me, I would either have one or two reactions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a hotel and I have to stay on my own because this is the last time I'm going to see this person. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy them. We're going to hang out for the next couple of days and have sex, but I'm not going to be in a relationship with them. And that ring is going back to from whence it came that I'm not asking this person to marry me. Or this is now you maybe wanting to be a captain or maybe wanting to be a nurturer. And so you're like, oh, okay, I have to help this person be a, emotionally mature Mm -hmm. and so i'm going to now be in this relationship and for me i would have to give a timestamp. if you're still not on the path of being able to communicate and at least listen to the way i feel in three months then i'm out yeah i'm not gonna waste any more time on you because i'm not the person for you at this stage in your life find somebody who can support you in this stage in your life. That person can't be me. I'm looking for somebody that's a little bit more emotionally intelligent. And so I wonder, I just wonder how long Valentine is going to stay in this. You are absolutely right. Which is, I think like a very important thing about relationships and I guess emotional intelligence because emotional IQ is like a huge word. I think that we're like throwing around a lot. Like we throw around like other words in the side of Geist and I think that there's a certain amount of subjectivity to it. But I think that if we were going to be objective about what makes emotional intelligence a definable trait, it's someone who has the empathy, as we said, to put themselves in the other person's shoes. And therefore, when you communicate your feelings, it is from a place of sitting with both and then trying to resolve as opposed to being defensive and then lashing out and and therefore still attacking, still still very much on your whatever pedestal, attacking to try and win. There is no win or lose in these situations when you're in a relationship, hopefully as emotionally intelligent people, you are moving past things. You are you are finding your way through things because if, let's just, okay, so if someone doesn't drink and you drink, that can be something that's going to come up 
come up in life or whatever. So if there's something now that it come when it comes up that there is a conflict, absolutely any emotionally intelligent person would be like, we need to write this, honey, because drinks are all around us. I mean, they're gonna, you know, every wedding, every time you go out, I mean, if for someone who doesn't drink, you, you obviously don't have to, but it's enough around us that you should know your boundaries with someone. If And I hate fish. Like, I hate fish. I don't like fish. I'm fine if you're eating fish in front of me. I'm not like, oh, I get to smell your fish. I'm so happy. But I know I'm a rational, intelligent person. I unfortunately can't make everyone live the way I want them to live. I'm not like the government. Anyway, but God bless. You know, like if you want to eat fish in front of me, you can eat fish. You'll never see me eat fish, honey. Not ever. But if you know me enough and then you're like, Chris, I made you a dish. No, it's for you. It's for us. It's for our anniversary. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. It's so weird. It looks like, well, it looks like a tuna casserole, but it can't possibly be. You know me so well. So then I eat the casserole and it reeks of tuna. It's tuna up and down. Okay, it is fish, honey. It is like Poseidon's adventure in my mouth. It is like every horrible nightmare I could possibly have. You know, it's it's plastique tiara. It's fish, you know, it's it's... It's all of the drag queens, fish, fish. Yeah, 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 the fishiest fish. Carmen Carrera. Yeah, Carmen Carrera, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would then have to have a conversation with you where I'm like, I don't eat fish. I cannot put it in my mouth. I will throw up. I cannot have it. Please, never again. You can, I mean, I please, I just don't, I I grew up in Newport Beach and I would smell the docks and I just can't smell it. Please, I just really, I don't mind if you eat it. I'm truly not a crazy person. And if that person was like, I made you this meal, I'd be like, you're insane. I don't ask for that much. You know I don't eat fish. Why the hell did you make me a fish meal if you knew I didn't eat fish? And I was trying to be like, I'm just giving this person the benefit of the doubt. They didn't understand when I said I don't eat fish, I don't eat fish. But if you are now mad at me for not eating the fish that you know I don't eat, honey, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Yeah. Bye. Sayonara. Under the sea. Under the sea is where you'll be, not me, honey. I'm leaving. Give me, I'm like Ariel, honey. Give me my feet. I'm running. So anyway, we are going to move on unless you have anything else to say about this. No. So the next couple that we're going to talk about is Ariana and Sherlon. So what we have in this episode is Ariana with baby Odin. And a little backstory about them is that they named the baby Odin because Sherlin, Sherlon, claims states that the Vikings are his ancestors. He says that he is part Scottish somehow. And I guess from that, the Vikings are equated, which I do not get. <laughs> and I'm like, Scottish or Scottish? They have a long, rich history that has nothing to do with the Vikings, as far as I'm aware. So if some of you guys know about the relationship between the Vikings and the Scottish, please let me know. Then, so that's baby Odin. So she gets baby Odin to have a FaceTime video with Sherlin. And in that FaceTime video, Sherlin is ready to see his baby and not Ariana. And Ariana points it out at every turn that she feels some type of way about Sherlyn not being interested in her. From Sherlyn's perspective, listen, him and Ariana have grown apart. And, you know, he doesn't want to come to the U.S. He doesn't want to do the things that he's supposed to do. He just wants to see that baby. I know, I love her. She's like, you never ask about me. As if he's like, well, tell me about you. How How's your mom? Yeah. No, yeah, like, when's the last time you got uh, your extensions done of those eyelashes? 
Oh my God, no, tell me more. Yeah, no, he doesn't feel that at all. He wants to just know about the baby because that's what he's the most interested in. His seed. He like he talks a lot about cre- seeing the thing that he created. And it's very... Altruistic? Yeah. Yeah. We also do get a cute little scene of him in a store looking for things to get for the baby. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, we don't know what episode happened. It had to be episode. It either was episode one. two or was episode three. I'm going to tell you I don't know because we watched them all in a row. So at some point he goes into a, a store trying to <laughs> get clothes or toys and stuff for the baby. And he has a, just a lovely, cute conversation with the shop owner who this was like, you, you, you idiot boy, let me show you what to do. That shop owner, honey, has raised many a baby. She knows her way around a diaper and a baby bottom, honey. And that woman is like, I'm sorry, what's the age and month, exact month of the baby? I know exactly what the baby needs at any time. He's like, the baby's 10, I'll buy a bottle. She's like, no, the baby doesn't need a bottle. Baby needs a sippy cup. He's like, no, the baby still needs a bottle. She's like, okay. And then later on, you know, he wants to get the baby a toy. She's like, no, babies need toys. You know, like stimulate the baby. And then he's like, okay, okay, okay. Here, I'm going to get some clothes for the baby and it's baby boy. And she's like, that's a girl's clothes. Like this woman is like, this man cannot have a baby, honey. I mean, at all. Men don't know anything. <sighs> Who let you do it? Who let you do it is what this woman thinks. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, I can't believe that he's ever actually had a child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he has. This, the women oh. have just been like, yeah, I just got pregnant with this rando in Jamaica. Like, I'm just going to raise this baby by myself. Like, what What woman is, like, going to hold that man to task? She knew what she was doing. She knew that she was out there having fun in the sun. Sun's out, bun's out. And if she happened to get pregnant, she's like, I'm not going to just, like, tell this fucking foreigner that I'm pregnant with his baby for what? Let me just have this baby or let me not have this baby. Because, you know, this is pre the new Roe v. Wade d- determination. Yeah, no, absolutely. So basically, that shop owner, that shopkeeper, and that sales associate joins a storied history of other sales associates on my, that shop productions. This one actually got a sale, so she got some commission, and she really did the Lord's work for the commission. Because I'll be honest, if I'm in that area and I need a baby gift, there's no one else I'm going to about to anyone. That woman knows age wise exactly what's good for anyone, and. Listen, I, if I were her, honey, I would have like a whole blog, baby gifts. I need it. So we have come to the end of this episode. Can you believe it? At only two minutes before an hour. Wow. God bless. It's been such a journey and such a ride. I think that emotional intelligence is really interesting. And I think that the shopkeeper that helped Sherlon definitely has it, honey, because raising some babies and I think gives you the empathy to see someone else's point of view because you literally have someone shouting and screaming at you. And you're like, well, if I don't communicate with you and get your point of view and like get you to go to bed, you're not going to bed. And that woman had to put a lot of people to bed, including a lot of men. I like to think that. Anyway, yeah. Any other thoughts about this episode, Law? No, I think that we're starting off with a pretty fun and interesting season of a 90 day spinoff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it, you guys. So we have started a Patreon and we would love for you guys to join us on the Patreon. We are currently recording now with a visual mm-hmm. of this podcast so that you could see us and, you know, things that Chris are doing, the wine that might be a drunketh while uh, we're having this conversation. So if you guys are all interested in that side of the content, it'll be unedited video version of the podcast that you're hearing right now on our Patreon. So please go on over to Patreon and just search DocuSweeties and, you know, 
join. And if you're already there typing DocuSweeties into search engines, can I interest you in joining our social media pages? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Oh, that's one. There's one called Instagram. <laughs> Friendster and MySpace. <laughs> we are DocuSweeties on all sites and we would love to see you. Feel free to comment on our posts. And of course, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Please like and review this podcast if you don't mind heart it download it share it on any social media platform that you have especially friendster that's where all the people are now <laughs> having said that we really love you and we appreciate you and we're just so thankful that to have any listeners that's absolutely true yeah all right you guys so that's the end of this episode thank you so much and have a fantastic evening Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.